and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 podcast. I just wanted to remind you guys that we are offering our podcast through a video format for free on path11tv.com. So for those of you who are listening, if you would actually like to watch our conversation and see my guest, please head over to path11tv.com so you can see her. And our guest today is Linda Baker. We have had her on our show before. I had an amazing conversation with her about soul contracts and You can find that on episode 115 if you would like to go back into the archive and listen. If you aren't familiar with soul contracts or would like to know more, she had so much information to give us on that podcast. But uh, we brought her back today because she wrote a book trying to help people during our spiritual crisis and this time of transition of COVID. And her new book is called These Changing Times, Understanding and Prospering in a COVID World. And in case you're not familiar with Linda's work, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about her. She's a certified alchemical hypnotherapy trainer who has studied various forms of healing, including Reiki, the reconnection, and pranic healing. And uh, just to let you guys know, we also um, interviewed the founder of the reconnection healing process. So if you want to take a look at the archives um, for that episode as well. We'll also put in the show notes. They gave us a discount to their portal for one of their trainings. And maybe Linda can talk a little bit more about uh, that as well on this. Uh, She grew up in Massachusetts and has always felt a connection with God and spirituality and began her career as a psychiatric nurse. After discovering alchemical hypnotherapy in 1984, Linda has been working with her clients for a more spiritual place to encourage growth and enable healing. She has authored a few books, Soul Contracts, which is in episode 115, How They Affect Your Life and Your Relationships, Past Life Therapy to Change Your Present Life, and The Bridge Between Worlds, The Miracle of Following the Heart. She has additionally co-authored Alchemical Sense, Integrating Hypnosis and Essential Oils. And again, her newest book is These Changing Times, Understanding and Prospering in a COVID World. And that is available on Kindle. You can find it on Amazon. So Linda, welcome back to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you for having me, April. It's nice yeah. to be again with you. Yeah, same here. I really loved our conversation when we got together last time to talk. And you have wonderful stuff always. So when you reached back yeah. out to me and you had said, oh, you know, I've, I've wrote this book to try to help people during COVID. I said, well, I got to get her on because um, a lot of people need a lot of help. We're all going through so much. Yeah. It's uh, such an emotional time. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about it and the inspiration for writing it. Well, I have to say that my inspiration for writing it came after 9-11, 2001, because way before 2001, I had students and friends who were psychics who were telling me that our souls stood in line to be on the planet at this time, because this is a great time of transformation. And I didn't really believe it or not believe it, but I didn't really know. But when 9-11 happened and I was walking down my street to go um, running in the park, 
I got a message like from spirit that just really confirmed that this is the time and this is the beginning of this powerful time of transformation. And with that, I got like this fear came into me and the realization that our bodies are made of the earth and our bodies are going to die and our bodies like the little child who gets scared but our soul is eternal and our soul is connected you know with our higher self with the god source divine energy the soul is like the parent to the body which is like the child and my soul self you know just started to comfort my body and say it's okay it's you know it's okay that you know we're learning here this is you know like earth school and you are going to go into the ground and become part of the earth again and i the soul will continue on and you know do whatever i need to do um after that after this life and it felt really comforting to me. And I felt like, wow, I need to like share this with other people because I feel like people are going to get really scared during this time. And that was the reason why I had wanted to write this book since then. But with everything happening now, with COVID coming, with this crazy time in our country and the world and everything that's happening, um, and people's anxiety and depression is like skyrocketing. I just felt the need to quickly write all of this down. And along with it, um, I have 20 actions that people can start taking today to um, help themselves to calm down, to be happy, to get in that groove of higher vibrational energy. So that's why I wrote it. Wonderful. So how, what have you been doing to stay calm during all of this? And because I'm sure some of what you are practicing and implementing in your own life are part of those 20 steps. But for people that are really paralyzed in fear, that are feeling very scared, that are grieving, you know, so many people are, are grieving in so many different ways, whether they're experiencing a death of a loved one during this time. Uh, many of us are experiencing experiencing many deaths of rituals that we have, um, you know, parts of our quote unquote old life, you know, before COVID hit things that we used to be able to do so freely that we're not able to do now. So how have you been kind of weathering through this? Yeah. And I just want to say that this has been a really time of suffering and crisis for so many. And so it's, you know, it's not just an easy, quick, move from one place to another place. But the things I've been doing, and what I feel is really important, I, I'm very fortunate to have a garden. And I spend time out in the garden with my hands in the earth. And nature, I believe, is such a valuable tool for us. And I've been taking hikes and just going out walking. And I told people in my book that if you, you know, if you live in an apartment and you can't get out and you don't have that ability, there's even been studies that show that if you have like flowers or plants in your house, that they bring a sense of calmness and that connection of nature. And if you're, you don't have that, just having pictures or running on your computer, um, nature scenes help bring that, that um quietness and calmness so nature is really important and the thing i find i think most most important 
is appreciation and gratitude for what you do have. Because no matter how much we're in suffering or fear, we can find even the smallest things to be grateful for. And if we just focus that, you know, today I can I can see and how what a miracle it is to see. Today I can I can take a breath. And when we f- start bringing our focus to what we feel grateful for and what we appreciate in our lives, we start creating more of those things, like we're like a magnet, bringing those things into our life so we have more things to appreciate and feel gratitude for. And for people who have lost loved ones or are in the process of losing loved ones, I just want to say that um, we are spiritual beings. And from my own personal experience of having a very, very dear friend who passed away, and seeing his spirit, actually, that was the greatest gift that he could have give, given me, is <laughs> to open that gateway so I could actually see his spirit leave his body. And even though, again, my body, I, I was so sad and it was so, you know, I cried and cried. On the other side of the coin, I was filled with joy because he was free. And I and it was like such an exciting, joyful experience. And one of the the my most favorite um, things to do is to work with people who have loved ones who have passed and to help them connect with that loved one's soul and to get messages from the other side and I've seen like tremendous healing with people so it's really important for people to keep in mind that while they can no longer see and touch the person that that energy that soul is very much alive yeah and I'd like to revisit a little bit even though we talked about soul contracts in our last episode um, about you said earlier that we have contracted as souls to actually be here. Um, so we kind of signed up for this. We signed up for COVID. We signed up to have this experience to go through this really trying time. Tell me more about that. Well, I'm sure it doesn't feel that way to a lot of people right now. They're like, why did I sign up for this? But I remember, um, I remember one time hearing Carolyn Mace say that, you know, your, your little soul is up here and you're like, oh, you know, I want to be part of the great transformation or I want to learn about love or I want to. And then you're sent down into the earth and everyone up there says, but you're going to forget all this. And so here we are. And we did sign up. There is no accident. We are here for this time of transformation. And that's why we have to um, really be vigilant to not buy into the the dark energies and to what's um, the illusion of what's happening right now. Like, you know, I have to be really careful because I truly believe that Trump is here for a purpose. And he is in the right place at the right time. And I believe his purpose is to wake people up because he is waking up masses of people. I mean, I just um, heard that at this time in 2016, about a million people voted um, uh, voted early voting. 
But now, like over 10 million people have voted, did early voting. And I've been part of a letter writing project, and there's over 15 million letters that are being sent out encouraging people to vote. So I think this is a very exciting time. And um, and I believe that it's really, really important for us now to feel the excitement, even though you know, it, it feels really dark and heavy in ways. I mean, people have lost jobs, the, you know, people don't have money, people have lost loved ones, but we still have to keep that spark in knowing that this is a time of transformation. It's like having a really super hard birth. Like I remember being there for my daughter when um, she was having my grandson and Oh my God, her labor, I just felt so bad. Her labor was just horrendous. And she, you know, but then the baby's born and everything else is forgotten. And I feel like this is our time of really intense hard labor right now. And we are here to see this and witness this transformation in, into a, a world that where we people are looking more to what's really important to us. And what are our values? And I think COVID is, you know, came at this time for a reason as well, because it kind of stopped everything and got people to breathe and to look at what, what in my life matters. Like, what is the important thing in my life right now? So I believe that all these things happening together, although it seems like this huge crisis, they're all coming together um, to help us to wake up and to focus on what is important to us. And the simple things, like I said, just being out in nature, just um, you know, petting your, your cat or playing with your dog or just being in the present. I think this is a really big time for helping people to, to be in the present moment. Yeah, COVID is kind of face, or forcing us in a sense to, yeah. to be in the moment, like you said, to slow down. What do you think we're birthing? You know, when you say that this feels like a really hard labor, what are we birthing? What is this transformation? What are we moving more towards to towards? Uh, what is your sense about that? My sense is that we're moving towards a time where we are more humanly connected. I feel like we've gotten so far away. I mean, it's like um, we've gotten way on the other side of, you know, greed and making money and the things that people have seen as being successful. And, and I feel that all of this is taking us down to be more human, to have more compassion for our neighbors, for our friends, for others, um, maybe even to love ourselves better, but really to love the earth better because, you know, we've been totally raping a mother earth and, Mother Earth, you know, I remember Shakti Gwain from years and years and years ago. She was like a metaphysical teacher, one of my first people that I, I read. And she said something that always has stayed with me. And she said, you know, the universe will never just knock you down. The universe will whisper and it'll speak to you and speak a little louder. And then it'll scream at you. And I feel Mother Earth is screaming at us right now when we look at the climate crisis we're in. And so what I feel that all this is happening, so we stop and we look and we as a human family all over the world 
start to rebuild our world in a more positive way, in a way where um, we value more of, you know, doing our inner healing, our spiritual connection, strengthening that. That's so important. Valuing each other, uh, valuing the earth, living with less and knowing to be successful is really to live simply and live in kindness and love. That's being successful and not having three cars and two boats and, you know, a $10 million home. That's not success. That's, you know, like overindulgence or whatever. So that's what I see is happening. Yeah, I think a lot of people have realized during this time that they can do without a lot, or they have been downsizing, or they realize all that they've consumed and all that they have and looking to sell or get rid of it. Um, now, you had mentioned something, and I guess I'm a little curious about it, because you said that you feel like we're kind of moving more towards this uh, reconnection to other humans and, you know, relationships, yet everything is turning so virtual. And I feel like we're losing a lot of the human connection, even though we're all yearning for it, because it's kind of been taken away from us a little bit when we're in quarantine or we're on lockdown. Um, so I definitely feel this inner urge to just want to be hugging and touching people and, you know, being with people. Yet, I guess my worry and concern is that we're just going to get so used to this virtual world. Are we even going to remember what it's like to to thrive in that environment because we're so good at adjusting, right? I mean, the human brain, the human body, we're kind of wired for this stuff and we can change and adapt because we're very resilient. So how, and I know some people have said like, well, we're learning a new way to connect and we're, you know, technology is great, but there's nothing like sitting in a room with you where I can feel your energy and you're right across from me. And this is wonderful that we have this, this media and this ability to do this. And, you know, you're in a different state than I am, but I just don't want to get used to this. So what are your thoughts about the virtual component? Well, I think, you know, like when I was teaching in China, my students always said every coin has two sides. And so the virtual side is great because, yeah, we can be doing this and I can see clients from all over the world. And I can, my husband had his birthday the other day and we had all of our grandchildren were on Zoom and they sang happy birthday to him together. And that was really fun. And so the, the technology and that connection is great. But like you said, it is not the same as having your friend over for a cup of tea, being able to hug, having my grandkids, being able to just pick them up and play with them. And, and, but, you know, seeing them, I'm glad I can see them virtually. But even when I get together with them or my friends and we social distance, but we see each other face to face in person, it's so, the energy is so much different, so much different than virtually. And it's funny you ask that because last night I was just reading a book and it was about somebody who hadn't eaten for a couple of days. They finally like they sat down to this meal and they said and the meal wasn't all that great, but they were talking about how good it was anyway, because they said when you get used to something, you just kind of um, don't think about it. And but when you when but when you're so hungry, you haven't eaten, you can eat anything and it just you appreciate it so much. And it made me what when you were asking that it made me think of that because I thought, even though we're seeing people and I'm seeing you and I'm seeing people virtually, I don't know if we'll ever lose that feeling. And we might even have that feeling more when we can actually touch people and have them over and 
we might it might be even more important to us and i i don't think we're just going to get used to it and think oh yeah i just need a virtual life now <laughs> i mean some people will but i don't yeah. think already will i hope not i hope not what, what is your sense about this covid period coming to an end and i know a lot of people are wondering when you know just when when will this be when will we be done with this when can we kind of move towards this newer life and not have so much of this pandemic to worry about. Do you have a sense about that? Well, I wish I did. Um, but my one, one of my senses is, is that we're focusing a lot on a vaccine and just getting a vaccine. And once we get a vaccine, everything can be back to normal. And I don't think I, my sense is that's not what the plan of the universe has for us is just to get a vaccine and everything go back to normal. I really think that, you know, when I listen to different scientists talk about what we're doing to the earth and how we're forcing animals and humans to be close, more closely together, and, and there'll be more coronaviruses, there'll, there'll be, I think it's really about us respecting the earth and respecting the planet, respecting the animals, the insects. And it's a message for us to live our life differently. And I think when we start doing that, that's when these pathogens are going to back off and we're going to have more space. But I really don't think that drilling in the Arctic and treating the land the way we've been doing and, and moving forward in that way is going to end what's happening right now. I think humankind, I mean, if you look at some you know, scientists and many scientists actually are saying we're in the middle of the sixth extinction. And while that can be sound really scary, I believe we have a choice and our choice can be to heal the earth. And when we start healing the earth, I believe that that's when things will start getting better and back. Hmm. So it's really important you feel for people to be mindful right now about their relationship with mother earth and how they're intertwined with it and how they're respecting it or disrespecting it. Yes. And that's why when, you know, we, we in this country, we can use our vote to support people who are supporting the earth, who are wanting to take care of the earth. Um, just our little patch of land, or even if you're out in the city and you're walking and you see litter, pick up some litter, you know, bless the earth, connect with the earth. And, um, you know, one of the things that came up for me a long time ago, way before all of this and everything, but I'm, I'm just a nature person. And I was standing in this circle of stones one time and I was just praying and I was just bringing in the energy of Father Sky and the energy of Mother Earth. And I just felt how they both connected, like in my body, around my heart. And I got in my bodies of the earth, my souls of the sky. And it's really important to be connecting, like I said at the beginning, the child and the soul like parent, and really have a strong spiritual connection. Because like I say to you know, people that are afraid what's gonna happen, I say, you know, we're all gonna leave this body. We're all gonna leave this body. I, you know, I'm in my 70s now. I mean, I could have left my body a long time ago. I mean, I, I look at people a lot younger than me that are leaving. And I appreciate every single day, but we're all gonna leave. And so I think that's a, a really big part of this is strengthening our spiritual connection 
and living our best, living in the moment, being grateful for what we have right now, being appreciative, um, thanking divine spirit in whatever way that you do that or think that. It's not about religion. It's just about a connection with that divine consciousness, um, you know, with angels, spirit guides, power animals, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but I feel like that is what's really important for us now. Yeah, I would agree. And I know that your book, um, These Changing Times, Understanding and Prospering in a COVID World, it's a short read. It's only about 54 pages. Mm -hmm. um, and you say that you give 20 steps. Would you be willing to give us at least your top five? And then that way people can download the Kindle and get the other 15. But what are some of the top five steps of your list of 20 that you feel maybe are some of the most important for our listeners and viewers to hear? Well, that is a really good question. So I'm just going to pull up. I have a copy of the book right here so I can like read my top five. Let me just take, like I said, nature was um, one of the most important ones. And, and speaking of that too, you know, I I think that one of the wonderful things is that so many people have turned towards nature. I mean, just the fact that like you could barely find a bike to buy kayaks are like non-existent and, you know, and nature has always been available to us. But when we are going through this pandemic, I've noticed that a lot of people have turned to nature to relieve their stress. People are walking more, exercising more, biking more, kayaking more, you know, I mean, anything that they can get their hands on to be outdoors is selling off the shelves. So um, I also see that in some ways people have been waking up to rejoin nature through this. Yeah. Yes. And so, okay, I'll give you a couple of ones that are super easy to do. Like one is breathe. Okay. <laughs> Not so simple. A lot of people hold their breath, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, it's really interesting because if you're feeling stressed, if you just stop and just take a moment. And I tell people, if you could do three breaths, that's great. But if you can only do one, and if you just in the middle of your stress, just take a moment and really focus just on the breath going in and just hold it for a second or two and just and breathe out. One breath will make such a difference in your anxiety level, such a difference. And if you can do three, Oh, you'll feel really calmed down because when you're focusing on the breath, bringing in that gift of life and letting it go, you can't be thinking about your problems or this or that. And it gives your mind a time to like reset. So that's like a really simple one, a really important one. And people sometimes say, I don't have time to do that. And I think if you don't have time to stop and take one to three deep, intentional breaths, you really need to reevaluate your life and what you're doing. <laughs> because That's an easy one. Another one that's so powerful, so powerful, I wish people could really, really get this, is be mindful about what you take to bed with you at night. Because all during the night, your subconscious is alive and working on what you take to bed. So for a simple example, if I take to bed with me, I know tomorrow's going to be like a really stressful day and, you know, I'm probably going to feel sick or whatever. And you take that to bed with you. You can bet that probably when you wake up, your energy is going to be low. You're going to have a tough day and start getting sick. 
if you take to bed with you at night, you know, today was a stressful day, but I know I'm going to sleep well all through the night. And when I wake up, I'm going to have good energy. I'm going to feel great. I'm going to be excited about the new day and things are going to go so much better. You can bet that that's how your day will go. Because when you go to sleep at night, what you take, you are directing your subconscious mind to work on making that happen for the next day. So that is, again, something that you can do that really doesn't take a lot of time. It's just re- it's just training your brain. So, and then another thing is to to focus on what you want because so many people focus on what they don't want in life. Mm -hmm. And whatever we focus on is what we start to magnetize into our life. And and I do have um, another book that I wrote that I didn't, but it's Train Your Brain, Change Your Life. And, And that's what it's about. It's about all the things that we can do to magnetize energy. It's just um, another thing people worry about money at this time. And again, it's focusing on, even if you have just a little, being grateful for it. And I remember seeing um, a story one time, and I loved it, that there was a very, very wealthy man, and he was walking down the street like in New York City, and he was walking with his friend, and there was a penny on the street. And he was so happy. He picked up the penny and he put it in his pocket. And his friend was like, you know, you're like a multimillionaire. What are you doing picking up a penny on the street? Because most people just pass that over. And he was like, oh, no. He said, do you see what's written on this penny? He said, this is not just a penny. This is in God we trust. And his focus was on his appreciation for his wealth. And for him, that penny was a sign of his wealth and his gratitude for it. Mm-hmm. So appreciation, just appreciating all the little things in your life will do so much for tra- changing your mindset and also for what comes to you. And, you know, people think, well, what could come to me? I mean, you know, I'm living here and it's, and it's miracles. Miracles happen when we are in that place of appreciation. Um, so those are some of the things that, um, let's see, that I have here. Just bringing some easy ones here that people can totally do. Um, just running through the pages. Sure. Yeah. If you'd like to share one more, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, I have a little stories that go with all of these. So sometimes I have to look and say, well, what was the, <laughs> um, Oh, one of the things, too, is um, to no matter, you know, how hard you feel your life is to give something to someone else. Hmm. And, you know, I remember a couple of times in my life where I just felt I don't have any energy. I just feel like drained. And then I was called upon to give something. And I was like, I just can't, you know, I just, I'm just feeling like too like depressed in my own world. But when I reached out and did something kind for somebody, it really changed my energy. So, I mean, I think there's a balance between, you know, it's not about just giving. So you're totally depleted because I've been there and done that. And that's not a good thing to do. 
but when I mean when you're focused on yourself and my depression, my problems, my, and your, that's where your energy is focused. If you can even, um, it's harder now because, well, I don't know. I go walking and people are out. You can still say hi to somebody, wave to them, or, um, you know, just do a small act of kindness. Hmm. Really gives you the gift of more joy in your life. Yeah. And that's one of the things, one of the things that I did with COVID when everything started, I, because I have a garden, so I'd pick some flowers and bring one over to a neighbor, or I'd pick some vegetables and bring something over, or just do um, just a little thing or send somebody a card. And, and every time I did that little act of, you know, kindness for somebody else, it brought me more happiness. Hopefully it brought them happiness too, but it brought me happiness. Yeah. And also donating food to a food pantry. You know, if you are fortunate enough where you do have money coming in, you are employed, you have food in your cupboards to um, take a bag and drop it off and know that it is going to someone who is in more need. Yes, I've done that as well. And I feel so great. And that's another thing about appreciating. We have a grocery store by us and they collect food to send to the food bank and you can donate or not donate. And often I'll go and I'll donate because and I tell the clerk, I say, you know, I'm so grateful that I can come here and buy food. And I just want to share that with someone else. And it, you know, makes the clerk happy there. Oh, my God, that's so nice of you to say that. Mm-hmm. And it's doing those little things and having those interactions and, and sharing that with other people, because then we are the light and our light sparks to someone else. And, right. Know, I've talked to grocery clerks that, you know, I'll come in and I'll compliment them or say something and they'll say, oh, you're so nice. You know, we had so many people in here that are so grumpy. And so (laughs) and I'm like, oh, no, it's like this is really an important time to like put our leave our grumpiness at home and be extra and especially nice to people that are, you know, working in our grocery stores or Right. Because we're all in this together, you know, and everybody needs a little extra love, a little extra compassion. So like you said, spreading that light around to everyone. And when we give that light, when we spread it to others, like I say, you know, they get it, but it comes back to us. We get it. Mm -hmm. Well, Linda, thank you so much. It was so great to have you on the podcast again. Um, Again, her book, These Changing Times, Understanding and Prospering in a COVID World. You can find that on Kindle. And if you would also like to listen to our last episode, it was a while ago, episode 115, we talked a lot about soul contracts. And you can as you listen to that episode, you'll understand even a little bit more about what Linda was talking about, about how we have all contracted to be here, living here at this time, or even our lives being taken through COVID is a part of the soul contract. So I think you guys should really check out that episode. And Linda, thank you again so much for being a guest. You are welcome back anytime. Uh, We love your wisdom and what you share with the world. So thank you again. Thank you, April. It was wonderful to see you again. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that show. And don't forget to head on over to path11tv.com. Grab your annual membership for $59. Remember, that is 40% off the regular price. So I really want you to take advantage of our launch deal of $59. You get over 75 hours of content that we have on there. So head on over to path11tv.com. Take advantage of the annual membership. All right, guys, take care.